Welcome to session 11. We are global recruitment experts, entrepreneurs, and founders of 1111 Group of Companies. We are Tess and Alicia, and we deliver insider information and actionable practices to guide you through the ins and outs of your career journey. We are joined by thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they share exclusive tips to inspire personal growth and career development, bringing you one step closer to your purpose. We are back. Good morning. Good morning, my friend. It has been a minute because you have constantly been sick (laughs) for the past, I don't know, I want to say three months, but really it feels like, when was Theo born? Five years ago? I know. I know. It's been particularly intense having a five-year-old just entering the school system who's been completely sheltered from the human (laughs) race for the last five years. (laughs) It's been pure insanity. My worst nightmare. My worst nightmare has come true. It really has been. Yes. So we've missed a couple of potty recordings. We have. But we are back. You're at full health, or at least I'd say a good 80%. I mean, yeah, 80%. What yeah. are you at? You're not at full either. I'm not at full. I got yeah. a cold. I'm just on the tail end of it. But yeah, I got hit too. Yeah, which mm-hmm. is unlike you. So it's not... It really is. And I've been having my bone broth every day and just living the broth life. But I still went down. Nobody is safe. Nobody's safe. <laughs> And that reminds me, I think maybe not this episode, but I'm sure it would be beneficial to some to talk about your broth life. We should talk about the broth life. Yeah. Okay. I'm just going to tease it on this episode. Okay, I love that. And then we'll yes. go into a oh, full. People will not want to miss that. Yes. Every Sunday I make a bone broth from scratch. It is literally the easiest thing in the world to make. However, it kind of one of those things that sounds like complicated and it sounds like whoa wow you're amazing you're making a bone broth that's how like, I feel like you're just this like matriarch yes. in the kitchen yeah with this it's literally recipe. you're just throwing all the vegetables in a pot yeah yeah <laughs> boiling them for hours Love you it. literally walk away and boil them yes. but I kind of feel like I'm like you feel like Mother Teresa when you're making it oh, you're like I am sure. making a bone broth from scratch to feed my family yes and then I drink said broth and force it on my family for the next week like at breakfast, during the day, yeah. in between meals. And my whole like household groans when I start the process on Sunday. They're like, oh, fuck, not again. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't want to smell this delicious soup in the house. Yeah. Like, stop. Which also lights me up because I'm really committed to it. I had a thought because you, you told me that you drink it in the morning. And the other yeah. morning I got up and I'm like stumbling towards the coffee maker and I'm thinking, Oh my God, is Tess drinking bone broth? Like <laughs> yeah. I would vomit if I yeah. had bone broth it's so at 7 good, a.m. Though. It's so good before no. your coffee because then your no. cells like take that in first. They're like, no. give it to me. No. And then you lay your coffee over it. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. However, this is the first time I've been sick this year. <laughs> I know. I do really respect that. And it's it's warming me up to the broth right. life. A little bit more. And I call it the broth life just to further annoy my family and my yes. close family and oh, friends. Oh, I'm into it. Yeah. <laughs> and I say, it's time to live the broth life <laughs> before I serve it. You know, you just got to get your small okay. kicks out of life. So to come in another episode, we're going to talk a little bit about Yeah, because I recently sent you it. a very in-depth yes. version of the recipe because I really yes. want you to start the broth life. And I just, another teaser, there was a lot of <laughs> reference to collagen 
in the, the broth, broth, which really lit me up. Yes. And, you know, collagen's really top of mind for us lately because we are losing it by the day. A hundred percent. I'm getting injections in my face to make up for the lost collagen. And every time I look at my eight-year-old, I just see this beautiful face full oh of collagen. And I'm thinking, give me some of that. I know. Give me some of that. So you can have it in the broth with the so broth So you can life. get it in the broth life. Yes. It's chock full of collagen, uh, my friends. Okay. Love. Okay. So today we're going to talk about three steps to recession proof your career. So this is, you know, this is being recorded in 2022 where we saw layoff after layoff after downsizing. Mm-hmm. It's been a really tough economic year all round for yes. most sectors, particularly tech got hit the hardest. Would you yes. agree? Yes, for sure. Yeah. And so we really wanted to really think through some creative tips on how to recession-proof your career because, you know, work is such an important part of our lives and our our day-to-day safety and stability. Yes. And to have that means then we can then, you know, really perform in our lives. But without that, it's so destabilizing. It's incredibly destabilizing. And it feels almost like a bit of a loss of control too, yes. right? Like you're sitting here waiting to see the impacts of the economy. So if there's a few things you can be doing or implementing in your life and in your job to yes. feel like you're contributing, like you are taking the reins a little bit, then, you know, I think that ultimately supports your overall totally. mental health, right? And this type of environment. So I was going to ask you before we get into the Mm -hmm. three things, because I don't know this about you, but have you ever been laid off before in your career? (sighs) Yeah, I have. I have. And it was, it was like my first kind of real big girl job. Mm. And I was working at Aritzia. Can I say that? (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) It's the truth. They are a client of ours, but it was a layoff. Like, I don't know, shit yeah, happens, right? of course. So I was working there. I was in my early 20s. It was my first, like I said, first big girl job, first role in HR. Actually, I'd moved from HR because I really wanted to work in product. Mm-hmm. And so I'd started in HR. I moved into product. So I was super excited. I was like, this is it. I'm going to be like an international buyer. Right. Blah, blah, blah. Was loving my life. And then, yeah, there was some cutbacks made to the company and a lot of kind of more junior roles were exited from from the business. Right. And I was devastated. I yes. was, I'm not a crier. You know that. I do know that. We should also talk about that in another episode because that is... Well, we are going to be interviewing a psychiatrist later, so... Maybe we could ask him why her emotions don't express through physical tears. But I was bawling in the meeting with... You were HR wow. person. Yeah, it was super devastating. Like yes. it just rocked my whole world. I didn't even like that had never occurred to me. I think again, I was really early in my career. So I didn't Yeah, but it's a it is still valid. Like even if you'd been later in your career, you still probably would have felt that way, especially when it's a shock. Yes. Right? Yes. So many for people sure. are still experiencing that right now. Absolutely. What about you? I was laid off once. Yeah. And it's also earlier in my career, it was with a advertising company and I was their recruiter and they had lost some big contracts. And so they laid me off. And again, I didn't see it coming. Yeah. It was a total shock. Yes. And here's the messed up thing. I also cried, which I am prone to crying, mm-hmm. but I didn't even like that job. <laughs> That's what really... You're just like, I'm supposed to break up with you. Yes. I remember sitting in that meeting and just being like, oh, trying to hold back tears and yeah. feeling like, no, it's coming. I'm crying. I'm feeling really, I wasn't expecting this. Yes. I don't know what I'm going to do. 
I was really wanting to start my family as well. Mm. And so it just like so many things were going through my head. Yes. But then I kept having this thought being like, Tess, you hate, you don't like coming to work here. So yeah. what do you, it's actually okay. But it just makes a good point of like when we're not in choice, when it's not our choice, yes. I think that's a really hard pill to swallow. And when you're, you know, losing your job, it just takes you out of security, right? Yes. And when we're like, when you think of that Maslow's hierarchy of needs, like our our physical and emotional needs, our need for shelter to pay our bills, like that need needs to be met first before we can like move up that hierarchy. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it just impacts every facet of your life. Yes, like, it really you know. does. So we have come up with some things that you can implement if you are in a job and feeling like there's some instability and you're unsure of what's to right. come or you know, how your industry or company is going to be impacted. Yes. So our first words of advice are to make yourself indispensable. So challenge yourself to look for opportunities outside of kind of your day-to-day -day role or responsibilities that you can contribute to the department or your greater team um, in a bigger way. So right. maybe that means showing up to meetings that are optional. Or mm. that maybe you feel like, oh, my job doesn't have a direct impact on that area of the business. They don't need me there. Show up, be present, be visible. I realize that might be virtually, <laughs> but showing some initiative, some interest in the business, raise your hand to participate in events or special projects. So again, kind of going a little bit above and beyond. A lot of people when faced with uncertainty in the economy will become almost like frozen with mm. fear and think, what's the point? You right. Know, it's inevitable. I'm going to lose my job. They start pulling back, right. not showing up, not delivering. You know, we've both worked in-house. We've seen the impacts of that with teams yes. feeling insecure. If there's a way that you can kind of shift your mindset around being visible, showing up, contributing in a greater way, you will be top of mind for teams that are making tough decisions right. ultimately. Yes. Right? Yeah. There's a lot to be said for being able to play a bigger role outside of your job description. Yes. And, you know, sometimes people get really stuck in, I'm not doing that. It's not in my job description, but there's a lot of power in, especially if it's an area of interest to you, a natural area of passion, go for it. I always remember, I actually tried to find this quote before we recorded this, but I always remember Oprah talking about this. She was giving advice to young people starting their career. And she said like, if you are the janitor, if mm -hmm. you are the coordinator, make yourself indispensable. Right. Make it so they cannot imagine not having you in that role. Right. There might be 20 other people that have the skill in your business or out there. Yes. But do something that you are showing that it's you that needs to be in this yes. role. Yeah. Right? Love that. Really great. Okay. So point number two is be open to change. So you mentioned it's really normal and sometimes a response for us to like freeze or become paralyzed and really stuck in our ways. So, you know, during uncertain economic times, things will change. There'll be a lot of innovation taking place. Really have the mindset of being willing to embrace the changes. And so 
you know, that might be anything from systems. There might be better ways to do things. It might be processes. It might be people maybe changing as the business navigates decreased revenue or thinking of creative solutions. A lot of businesses are using that term right now, recession proofing. And even in our business, you know, we've really looked at how can we recession proof our business. One thing I love about Crystal, who's our VP of operations, we have really sound systems. Like we are, we really prioritized operational excellence when we were building the business. Mm-hmm she still looks at our processes and she's always asking like, is there a better way to do this? Is there yes. a more efficient way? Is there a way we can do this at a less cost? Mm-hmm. And that is the kind of like mind frame and mindset that is really powerful in these times. Like keep questioning everything. Yes. You know, and filtering that up to your leader or the executive suite or whatever that is. Yeah. And I think also with change, and you mentioned this, there might be people changes. You might get a new boss. Your boss might be exited from the business or leave. And I've seen this a lot with with changes and layoffs in teams. And then there's like (laughs) some disgruntled folks, right? That are not happy with who they're reporting into. Yeah, that was me when I worked in house. A hundred percent. I'd be like, no, yeah. I'm not I'm not friends <laughs> with that new boss. I want my old boss. Totally. Like, I don't know why we did that because it's also like you're scared of change, right? But it's yes. just not helpful. Like, It's not helpful. <laughs> it's hurting you mostly. Yeah. Right? So it's like, and I feel like that was such a natural response. But how do we like interrupt that pattern and be like, catch ourselves and be like, okay, is this going to benefit me and everybody around me, if I kind of get the group to be like, reject this new boss. Yes. <laughs> it's just not. It's like, show you have adaptability, resiliency, embrace them. And ultimately, I think in times like this, have a sense of gratitude for just having that. your job. Yes. Right? Especially over yeah. the last few years. If you've been employed, if your business has been profitable, I mean, thank Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like it really does give you a really deep mindset, mindset shift. If you can actually get to the place where we all, it's been hard for all of us, but if you can just get to the place of thank you, I'm so grateful that I'm employed, that my business is profitable. That's a really powerful place to be. All right. So our last point here, and I, I think this one is just important regardless of what's going on in the economy, but to really invest in yourself, mm-hmm. upgrade skills, create another revenue stream for yourself. Love that. Side hustle it up. Take an online course, continue to elevate yourself, continue to build your networks. This might be the most important step because yes. you truly have a lot of control in this area. Yes. It is all about you putting in the effort and the work here, right? So, you know, the above two points that we spoke about can support your ability to navigate a downsizing org or business. Ultimately, the decisions around where they're going to make some layoffs is not up to you, right? Right. But this is an area where you can really invest in yourself, be strategic, and really upgrade your skills and ways of thinking. Yes, yes, yes. Have you done this? Do you have an example of investing in yourself? Yes, of course. skills? Of course. But I, like I did this a few years ago in our own business. We had built 11.11. We were in a really great place and profitable. I felt this really, this calling to start chapter two meditation. And so I just, 
I actually just started writing and I created an Instagram account and I was just posting and I began getting opportunities to teach meditation. You know, I did that when nothing was wrong in the business, right? It was just like, I felt so compelled to build something here. We were recently looking back at, you know, 12 months ago, I was just choosing the branding for chapter two. 12 months later, chapter two has a new co-founder, yourself, two employees. We have four employees in total. We've brought meditation to 30 plus organizations. This was my passion project 12 months ago. Like really... Anything is possible, right? If you exactly. feel an opportunity, yes. if you feel compelled. And, you know, I was doing this chapter two stuff for like two to three years before it really took off. But I guess what I'm trying to say is just start, just yes. start and yes. try. And especially if you feel like you have something to share. You exactly. Know? And I love your point around this this didn't come from a place of needing to do anything, right? Nothing was broken. Nothing was wrong. It just felt like here's an opportunity or I felt like I need to express this. Yes. So many people have creative things that they really long to express, but don't know the correct way, but just test different things. Yes. Just try something without the pressure of it needing to be profitable immediately. Exactly. So you can really find your feet in it and and keep your enjoyment in it yes. and then let it take its wings. Totally. You know? And this can even look like, even if you're sitting there thinking, I'm not an entrepreneur, I don't have some yes. fantastic idea. Up-leveling your skills could be listening to a podcast. Yes. It could be reading a really useful book. Yes. It could be having a conversation, an intentional conversation with a friend or a mentor yeah. in your network. Right? Could just be sitting down and writing your goals out or yeah. writing out your vision. It could be reaching out to somebody who works at your dream company on LinkedIn, connecting with them and you know, asking them, could I take you for a coffee or could I pick your brain about something? And just taking a little step towards something that really lights you up. Yes. Yeah. Excellent. Okay. So those were our three kind of learnings we wanted to share around recession proofing your career. Some some tactical, tangible steps you can take in your day. So Tess, do you want to do a quick recap for us? Okay. So number one, show up and perform to the best of your ability during these times. Go above and beyond. Number two, Demonstrate agility and flexibility as the business navigates the changing economy. And number three, invest in yourself. Follow your dreams. Follow your intuition. Just do it. That's a wrap. That's a wrap. Gotta go make some bone broth. Toodles. Toodles. Thank you for tuning in to Session 11. You can find us on social media at 1111talent or at Chapter 2 Meditation. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform. Our intention is to provide you with value. So if you got that today, please leave us a review and a rating. It really helps other people discover our potty. Okay, sorry about that. She's Australian. She means podcast. <laughs>